Fire, fury, power. My name is Legend. Welcome to Fuel Your Drive. Do you know my name? Welcome to Fuel Your Drive. I'm Josh York, and guys, I'm very excited about today's guest. Okay, I was recently in San Diego for business, and one of my good friends, Todd Abrams, saw one of my stories I posted. And he's like, oh, you know, I got a good friend that works out at that gym. Because, you know, obviously you guys know I'm on my workout every morning at 4 a.m. Like clockwork. I never miss a day in my life. And the next morning, you know, uh, you know, introduced me to today's guest. And we hit it off. And he's my kind of guy. You know, every word that comes out of his mouth is the truth. Now, most people are not going to want to hear some of this stuff. Why? Because, well, the truth hurts. And, uh, you know, I know everybody's got a lot of, uh, got a ton of excuses, but my guest turned his life around and is living one hell of an amazing life. And I saw, uh, I think I saw this on his website. He put a decade of pain and suffering into his dream life. He served, he served a decade in one of the hardest California prisons due to being arrested on assault, weapons, and home invasion charges. He now has millions of people watching his content. He changes lives every day, hundreds of thousands on YouTube as far as subscribers. He's got an amazing coaching platform, and his mindset is what you need to hear. So, guys, please welcome Wes Watson to Fuel Your Drive. Wes, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, bro? Nice to be on here. Oh, it's going fantastic, man. It's going fantastic. And I'm really, really looking forward to this episode because I think a lot of people would love to like get inside the story because, you know, as you know, everyone likes to make excuses. Everyone likes to say it can't be done. People don't think they could turn their lives around. People think they're stuck. People, you know, then result to doing drugs, drinking, overeating, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And you said something to me that stuck with me. And it's, and it's a thought that I have always thought and believed is that there's a lot of motivational speakers out there trying to motivate people, but when they take their shirt off, they look like absolute <laughs> garbage. Yeah. And, and that's what I would say too, say we're reading a book and um, it's got all these platitudes, the whole book's about discipline and self-talk, mindset change, all this shit. Turn the book around. What does the author look like? Does he really practice what he preaches? And the whole thing is, is I hope a lot of these motivational speakers that are jiggling across the stage hear me. I'm not calling them out. I'm calling them up. I'm calling them up to their greatest potential. Because, I mean, we, we don't miss a day. I like how you said you don't miss a day at 4 a.m. for your life. I love when I hear someone say something with that much conviction because I know it to be true. And that's the thing. From the day they let me out of prison. I did 10 fucking years. The day they let me out of prison, I have not missed a post on Instagram. I have not missed a 2.45 a.m. wake up. I have not missed a workout, a YouTube video. I have missed nothing. People don't understand. When you miss days, then you're forced to work too fast and frantic on these days you come back. You're trying to make up for lost time. When you just flow through your days, you have a structured process, as the years pass, you become one of the best in the areas, no matter what area it is, as long as you're coming every day, progressing, and you actually have the ability to understand this area. So, I mean, I hate it. I see them in the gym every day, and they're just not getting the results they want. They don't realize they're habitually constructing a mindset where that shit's fucking okay. 
that they can show up every day to work, not get the pay they want. They can show up every day to the gym, not get the results they want. They can show up every day to a relationship they've been in forever and not have the love they want. Josh, it's crazy to me. It, it like it like ruins my my whole. I can't even understand it. So that I, I'm now obsessed with calling people up to their highest potential. Listen, I love it, and I, and I agree with you 100%. Like, I actually get so angry sometimes when I hear someone tell me, like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I tried it one time, or I tried it for a week. Like, you don't understand. Like, if you want to be a high-level, high-level operating individual, you got to do high-level things. High and level. I know you feel and, and I know you feel this because I feel this, too. There's many days I don't want to work out. There's many days I don't want to jump in my ice bath. I might be tired. I might, I might have take a red eye from the West Coast to the East Coast, and I'm exhausted. It doesn't matter. That routine can never change because the, the, the moment you stop and you take a break, someone else is going to eat your food. And that's how I live, and that's how I look at it every single day. But a lot of people can't. But, you know, look, I, I, I'm very different. I'm a very different individual, and I truly believe, and I know you believe this thought in yourself, that I believe I'm the best in the world. I believe I'm the baddest. I believe I'm untouchable. And I tell everyone I they should that. think the same thing. I love that. Be, everyone needs more of that because that's what you sense in someone is how much does this person believe in themselves? How much does, does this person actually love their life? How much, how yeah. much are they in it? Like, how much are they really present? I just shot a video about being convict swole. Why these guys in prison are so swole. I'm like, it's not the exercise. It's not the diet. It's the fucking presence. There's no future. You don't have a future when you have 10 years ahead of you. So all you have is that fucking set. So your life goes into it. The funniest shit lately, I I have a little bit of nice cars or whatever. So I'll be out and about in town. And what people ask you now is, I guess they get it from that TikTok kid or something. They always ask you, hey, what do you do for a living? Because like some kids viral on TikTok for that shit. So they like kind of joke and do that. And my answer is always the same. It's what I fucking don't do. And it just flips them out. They're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Imagine if you just quit taking those back steps. Imagine if you quit doing all the shit you knew you shouldn't do. You'd probably own an eight-figure business. You'd probably write a book in the same year that everyone peed on themselves. And you'd probably be fucking jacked because you'd have a lot of fucking time. And imagine if you got up at 245 and was in the gym at four like we are. How much fucking more time do you have? And waking up two hours earlier is an extra month a year of productive time. Like, you wouldn't be yep. more successful if you had an extra 13 months out of the fucking year? Come on. Now. True. It's true. Now, now I know this is a, a question that people always throw out to everyone, and I'd love to understand your, your, you know, growing up, your childhood, because, look, I had a very rough life growing up, and I do believe that has made me who I am. Because, I, you know, there's too much softness going on in the world. There's a lot of soft people in the world. I, I mean, honestly, there's probably 95% of people in the world are soft, maybe even more. And I dealt with a lot of difficult things, hard things. And I'd love to get, you know, dig in a little bit of your story. Like, what was it like growing up? What happened that night when, 
you know, you know, you got arrested. What was going through your mind? What was it like in prison? Would would we have been friends in prison? I'm really curious about that. Oh, like, man. What, what, what was yeah, all this, that like? This is, this is loaded. Let's try to break them up into a few. So uh, growing up, I grew up a normal lower middle class life, which most people don't really realize it's probably more detrimental on a fucking kid because now here's the problem. Money, bills, money, bills. We can't have that. We can't have that. And you have just enough to have to work and hold on. So I'm watching my family do this and I'm a young ass fucking kid. I'm nine, 10. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I have to change something. I started selling drugs at 11, 12. I mean, I've always, I I never had less than like 10,000 to my name in my savings at like 12 years old. By the time I was 16, I bought my dream truck cash. They were like, where the fuck did you get this money? You know, I was a millionaire before I went to prison off of selling weed and other shit. I lived in a high rise down here, had a Range Rover, had a, a 6,000 square foot home in Encinitas, a condo downtown. I mean, I had the pro mindset where it's fuck how you feel. Are you committed to this vision? And that's the thing. Pros operate from commitment. Amateurs operate from their fucking feelings. And I never gave a fuck about what I had to do to get there. I was at Starbucks the other day, a guy in a, a construction vest goes, man, nice Lambo. I said, don't fucking do it. And he's like, what? what? I'm like, don't do it, bro. Don't act like you can't have that. I'm like, I was in prison for 10 years. I've been out four years. We should be looking at your Bugatti. What the fuck have you been doing? And he's like, oh, like he was just trying to compliment me. He complimented the wrong motherfucker because I'm going to call this dude up. So here, here I am like, hey, man. What the fuck? Like, have you just been accepting low level pay, a low level life year after year? I mean, what is this? And it goes into, then he asked me the stupidest question someone ever asked me. So I went on to tell him what I do, how much we bring in, the lives I've changed, how everything works. I spend time, I coach on the street. I'm a coach every fucking where I go. If I'm in Starbucks, I'm holding a coaching session for 10 people in Starbucks. No matter what room I'm in, I'm coaching 10, 20, 30, 50 people. No matter where, that's the difference between a person who is a coach online or someone who coaches life. Like, I never break free from this. So the guy goes, well, do you like it? Like, are you happy? I said, motherfucker, that's what you guys got wrong. You think you're supposed to love what you do. You're supposed to like all this shit. A real fucking man has a purpose and he sticks to his purpose, whether the fuck he likes it or not. And that is the most validating aspect. That is where he gets his pleasure is that he did everything he must do. And he lays his head down at night, secure that he did every fucking thing in his power because fatigue is the best pillow. These motherfuckers can't even sleep at night. They're so soft, Josh. They can't even sleep. Dude, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Something I say all the time, Wes, and people don't believe me. Everyone always says, what keeps you up at night? I have never missed a, a night of sleep in my life. I don't ever. sleep a lot, but I've never missed a night. I've never stayed up uh, because I was thinking about my thoughts. Listen, I've got more lawsuits and issues than you could possibly imagine. Everyone's coming after me. I could tell you stories for hours of things that have happened to me. Doesn't matter. I sleep because I got the right mindset. Most people don't. And that's why. And that individual, look, I love how, how, how you said, you know, don't, don't go there. That's, that's awesome. Because he did not think I was going to tell him, why the fuck can't you have that? You know? 
Yeah, and it's true. And and most people just don't think they're able to, and they don't have big enough goals and dreams, and they have no purpose. And the problem is, some people are taking advice from their parents or best friends or oh man, isn't that, that a, isn't that a horrible one? So it's the worst. It's it's the worst one ever because even some of the people that you love couldn't be guiding you in the wrong direction because it's about belief. It's about belief in yourself. Trust me. I've come from nothing and I've built the largest personal training company in the world. How? Well, that comes with a lot of pain. That comes with a lot of consistency. I've been doing this over a decade. And honestly, like I always say, I'm just getting started, but you got to keep at it. And people don't realize the importance of that consistency. So I, I love that. But let's, let's now talk, you know, that night, right? When, well, that when night, I love talking about that right. night. Okay. At this time, I've been on the run for like eight months. I didn't know what for, but I just, I had been doing so much dirt. Like I sold a lot of drugs. I sold a lot of weed. I did a lot of illegal activity. And um, there had just been this undercover cop and this gang task force just hunting me down. And I, I kept getting away. So, I mean, I was in this gang neighborhood in Oceanside, like uh, Center Street, had a little trap house right there with my pit bulls. And I was trying to get ahead a little bit, doing what I had to do while I was hiding out. And I didn't know what they were coming for me for. I just didn't want to go in because I was still using. Whenever you're still high and using, you don't want to go in. You're like, I'd rather die like than kick these drugs. So at that time, I'm uh, I'm drinking a lot. I'm, I'm I'm smoking a lot of meth. I'm drinking a lot. It started off literally. This is how it started off. I started off as like baller, like pushing massive weight of packs of British Columbia weed, um, the the OG Kush. And it was still like 6,000 a pound in Southern California, all this shit. And I, I, we made millions off that. And we were going to the clubs drinking Dom P and Cristal and doing Coke, like everybody thinks that what it is. And then it just went a turn. It took a turn for the worse where I just went grimy and I just was drinking vodka, doing speed and had this twisted mindset where I was the person who handed out your karma. Like I, I like, I like believed in karma, but everything was backwards. I believed I, I dished out your punishment, you know? And so I just started uh, going crooked with crime, never civilians. There's a thing in prison. We never fuck with civilians, real convicts, never fuck with civilians. It's convict on convict people who know the game they're fucking playing in. So, you know, I, a crime happened about nine months earlier that they had me pinned for, uh, the, the exposure was 28 years on this case and they were looking for me to, to pick me up. And then finally one night I, I went to the gym actually at my girl at the time's little apartment complex. And I, I'm like, I saw weird dudes before I went to the gym and I was up on a fucking good one. I was on a sick one, you know, high for like two weeks, barely sleeping. If I did, I nodded out, woke the fuck back up. But I went to the gym, I crushed a little workout and I came out and there was an AR-15 just pointed at my face a guy with a huge ass beard, a fucking uh, a badge on his belt, on his belt loop, and then um, a vest on. And it was he was it said marshal service, you know, U.S. marshals. So I knew it was some real shit. The marshals don't come after some bullshit. So the marshal service picked me up. I said bye, you know, and, and uh, to the girl at the time. And um, they, they threw me in this Dodge Ram. They took me down to the station in Carlsbad, tried to get me to tell on myself for fucking uh, days at a time. And then. Then finally, I went to county jail. I waited for the case to start to materialize. I figured out what it was, and I knew I was in for some uh, some real trouble. You know, I tried to I tried to beat it at trial. I lost, 
I got convicted of the, I got the exposure of the 28 years. The judge handed down the, the conviction of, uh, of the 10 year sentence. So what was going, what was going through your head at that moment? Like I was, I was so high. I was, I was like, I always wanted to go to prison. Like I always, I always knew like, these are the baddest motherfuckers. And these are, this is like, I want to be the baddest motherfucker. I'm fully covered in prison tats, head to toe, all fucking prison gang shit, SoCal gang shit. And, um, you know, I just really thought that was the baddest shit. And I believe what we're drawn to in this life, good or bad, is inseparably connected to our purpose. I was meant, Josh, I was meant to be drawn to this gangster life, this bullshit. I was meant to go through the biggest, the longest hero's journey possible that I could take. I was meant to come out on top. I was meant to be in this chair today. And people don't realize, like, good or bad, whatever you're drawn to, it's teaching you something, and you're supposed to learn from it and grow. And I fucking just knew I'm smart, bro. I stepped back, and the second I got busted, I went, this is going to be the greatest story ever told. So I went back into my mental witness. I sat in the back of my mind and I'm like, if you do this right, this is going to be fucking, this is going to blow minds. I took this picture in prison with a cell phone, this picture on the cover of my book. The cops told me to take the picture off my Instagram, take my Instagram down, or I'm going to get a new charge and not get out. I said, the fuck? They said, you're not going to go home. I said, I am home, motherfucker. Fuck you talking to I'm like, you're going to threaten me with shit. What do you follow me online? And the guy's like, hey, just take your shit down. We won't give you extra time. I'm like, oh, did you understand? I don't give a fuck if I get out or not. So what are you talking about? I'm not taking it down. And it ended up being the picture on the cover of my book. The whole time when people tell you, hey, your movie poster, write your story. I do that. I don't live eating my meal. I live in the back of my mind from that witness. I know I'm the awareness of my emotions and thoughts and feelings. I'm the awareness behind it. I'm sitting there watching Wes eat that meal going, you fucking savage. Nobody will eat plain ass shit to be ripped like you, motherfucker. And then as I'm driving to the gym in the morning, still to this day, no one will never break a day. Never. No one will get up at 245 for 15 years straight and commit to it for life. You're it. You're it. You're it. And I did that the whole time in prison, too. I never missed a wake up in prison the whole time. When everyone else would wake up, I'd be on my rack already reading. I would have already worked out. Because in prison, you validate yourself with your program, as people should out here. The way a motherfucker lives his day is who he is. He can't tell you who he is. You get to see who he is. And that's the lost art that people fucking hide from out here. Couldn't agree more with that. So so, so you get into prison. What is that like? Did anyone mess around with you? Did you know people in prison? Like, what was that like getting acclimated? Prison's, prison's way racial. So the second you walk in, your own race, all the white dudes, if Josh rolled up, let's just do it this way. So if Josh rolled up, I'm already the dude who's got the keys. I'm the shot caller. I'm sitting on my rack. I'm reading. Nobody can really talk to me unless they come drop off a kite or it's my bunkie or someone I trust. And they can come talk to me because we don't want to bring heat to the dude who's calling the shots in the building, the block, the yard, whatever. So 
they know new booties are coming in fish. You know, the new cats, the green ones are coming in. Josh is coming in. He's got his bedroll. He's got his state issued fish kit, his little mini toothbrushes, his tooth powder. They give you tooth powder, bro. And then gives you and all your shit, your shower shoes and shit. And uh, one of my little people, they nod over at me. They're going to go get your shit. They're going to come bring Josh to his rack. They come bring Josh to his rack or his cell, whether we're in a level two, three, or four facility. And um, when they bring you to your cell, they're going to tell you, hey, get your paperwork out. This is going to be the papers that say your charges. Now, you're, they're going to get your paper, your charges. They're going to come slip them over, bring them to me. I'm going to check them. If you have good charges, then you can stay. If your charges are bad, you're getting your face sliced and maybe killed right away. So like if you have a rape charge, a child molestation charge, anything with kids or women in some weird ass sexual way, first off, face slice so that we know who you are, wherever you go. They, oh, look, at, if someone has a cut down their face like this in Cali prison, you're usually like, hey, that dude, that's a trademark. You're like, hey, that dude's got some shit. Like check his shit twice. It sucks when people just got that. And they're like, fuck, okay. You know, I, I got stabbed in the face in county jail with a, a tomahawk, like a bunch of razor blades put on a toothbrush. And the essays, there was a riot with us in the essays, the Southern Mexicans, and they, they were mad because I yelled on the phone. And so they were going to push me in a cell and kill me. But instead, I fought back. I stayed out of the cell. Big-ass motherfucker, Largo, two other cats. And the cat behind him, he tried to cut my face all crazy. He just cut my eye right here. But that's what they try to do. They're trying to disrespect me by cutting my face and having me go to prison with a fucking la a laceration on my face, which would deem me like someone to watch and look at their paperwork. But anyways, Josh comes back. If his paperwork's good, boom, he's riding with us. Nobody can fuck with Josh. It doesn't matter if any other race fucks with Josh, every white boy jumps. So you have the woodpile, the whites, Every one of us jump with you. The second you are GP, we check your paperwork and you're good. We don't even care if you're wrong. We'll deal with you later. But the thing is, if you're good, we got your back no matter what. doesn't matter what happens. And that's the politics of Cali prison. No one guy from any race can fuck with one guy from another race or they all jump. And so that keeps everything in line. There can't be like individual fights. Got it. Got it. Wow, that's really... That's really something, man. Something. So now, what was it like coming off drugs? You know, obviously, you know, you were high. You said when you get in, like, what, what, what was that like? You know, was that was that difficult? Because you know, look, you really turned your life around. Like you, like you have you, you're changing people's lives, man. Like I've looked into your stuff. Like it's really impressive, man. And you should be very proud of yourself. And I'm, and I'm, chills, and I'm get laid. Gave me the chills. But well, 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 listen. I'm, I'm, I'm being real with you. You should be very, very proud of yourself because most people would, would say, oh, well, you know, you know, this guy can never do something like that. And obviously, it all comes from right here, and you got that. But like, what, what was that like? What was that transition like? And when did you start really like getting to this point where you're like, you know, I'm gonna tell this story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start helping people. I'm gonna get out, and this is what I'm gonna do. Because I know you were thinking. I know you had that vision. Because you could never be where you are without a vision. And I know you had it. So maybe walk people through that because, you know, for those who are going through a tough time and don't tell me you're going through a tough time because you're not in some prison cell right now trying to get sliced in the face by another crew, which happened to you, which you overcame. And obviously here you are today and you're motivating and inspiring so many people and talking on stages. And I know who you're connected with some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Like you're a good dude. And I've been around you. Like I get those vibes as well. So 
Walk me through that so other well, people this, can understand it. This all started by me looking in the mirror, that accountability mirror, seeing my flaws and calling myself a fucking bitch. I was like, you're, you're a bitch, you're a pussy. Look at you're acting in a manner that's bringing you tears later. I don't care if it's your hangover. I don't care if it's the violence, the drugs, whatever you're choosing to do. If you're a grown man who acts in a certain manner and then causes himself to come to tears, you're a fucking bitch and you need to change that shit. Regret is your guideline. Right between the call of your conscience and the guidance of regret is the path we walk in this life. So my conscience was calling me. Just stop already. Just stop. Like I was in the shoe one time, which is the second, the security housing unit. Like this is segregation, the prison inside the prison. I had got a A1, um, an A1 write up in prison, which is like the highest write up you could get. It's like attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and uh, murder. Those are the only charges that are A1 in house beef, 115. So I got an A1, 115. I ended up in the shoe. And it was assault on another inmate with a weapon. And then, so I got 14 months in the shoe by myself, in a cell by myself. And uh, the homie guilty from, uh, from El Monte Flores, a Mexican gang, he slides me over a phone. Like he had a phone back there. I fished it over with the fishing line. We slide a card out in front of, in front of him, my, his cell. I slide a card out. He slides a card out in front of his. He pulls my line in his cell, hooks the envelope onto it with a flip phone in it. And because we can only have like literally we didn't have cell, uh, smartphones till later on. This is earlier on. And I start pulling it. I pull the line in. The phone's opened up. So it's fucking thin enough to flip and then flip and then come under the door. And I bring the phone in. I call my mom and I'm like, mom, I just caught a shoe term. You're not I'm not gonna be able to call. This is like the only call I could take. And um, I'm going to be here for a long time. I might get a life sentence. Like the crime's bad. They showed me the pictures. The dude's fucked up. And she just told me one simple thing and fuck, dude. It like chokes me up because it was so real still. Like she just said, hey, like she's like, you've proven you can hurt people. Can you prove that you can't? And like from like that moment forward in my fucking life, I had to prove that I I can't. Like I, I could choose not to drink. I could choose not to react negatively i could choose not to sell i could choose like right then i was like and it was really easy for me to change because i had to just do the exact opposite of everything i did in my whole life like i was so bad that if i just did everything the exact opposite i was good and from that moment after that when i got out to shoe i was still a little fucked up i came back into general population and I was kind of sharking on everybody. I was like, this is pussy shit. The fuck's going on out here? Like, I was weird for a little bit. And I started to settle down. And the thing was, is like, I didn't respect anybody. And that's how this program started. The one that I teach out here. I didn't respect the drugs anymore. I didn't respect the, the speaking of women in a certain way. I didn't respect the fucking, uh, the sleeping in, the lack, the poor diet. I didn't respect self-disrespect. Like, when I saw people disrespecting themselves... I didn't respect that anymore. And I wasn't going to lie anymore. What you guys need to learn out here is love ain't lies. If you see your family members, your friends, or people you love disrespecting themselves with their habits and their actions, and you tell them it's okay, you're a fucking liar. and You don't love that person. You need to realize that telling them the truth will help them. So I just worked on men in prison and I was just, I still spoke this way. And I'm not, fuck that shit. It's pussy shit. I don't fucking do that shit. And I just became like the swollest dude on the yard. I was about, you know, 230, 
fully tatted, veins everywhere, massacring like 30 pull-ups a set, fucking just going dip, pull-up, dip, pull-up, making fucking workout bags, just pumping the arms. And like, I became that convict that was like that super con, you know, like that, that's the motherfucker on the yard right there. It says Dago on my stomach, all huge. Like you see me from a far away, you're like, oh, that's Wes Watson from Dago. Like everybody knew who I was. And I built that persona. And then what I did is I didn't conform like these bitches out here. I went more, I went with morality over conformity. I did what was right, regardless of what everyone was doing, instead of doing what everyone else is doing just to fucking fit in. And that's hard as fuck to do in prison because they'll fucking kill you. So if you go against the wrong people in there, they'll fucking kill you. I still had to go with them with a lot of the wrong shit that I didn't agree with, but the shit I didn't agree with fully that I could disagree with the drugs, the bull, all the other shit. I stood firm on it. I was like, nah, it's fucking bitch shit to where I got most of the guys to say that is bitch shit. I do feel like a bitch when I use like, and that's what you have to do to tough guys. You have to be like, okay, how do you feel after that? They're like, ah, I don't feel good about it. Well, then you're a fucking bitch for doing it. And they're like, I guess that makes sense. You have to make them have a, like a contest against themselves that they can prove who the fuck they really are. That's powerful, man. That's a very, that's a very powerful leadership trait that you have to be able to like turn people around like that and, and have other, other people follow thing, you, though, you. You know? have to personify the teaching wholeheartedly. Josh, a lot of people want to talk like us. They want to live like us. They want to move like us. But how the fuck could they talk like us on a podcast like this if they knew they drank last night? If they know they have all these skeletons in their closets? Very few motherfuckers can hold this pattern of speech because very few motherfuckers will sacrifice in a manner we will to be the example that our sons, our wives, our friends, and our families need. I love that, man. Man, is that powerful. This is, such, this is such a good episode. So, Wes, so if you didn't go to prison, what do you think would you be doing now? Do you think... I, I was soft as fuck, bro. I'd be soft like these people. I'd be soft. There's no way I would have, like, not... There's no way I would have knew that sacrifice created paradise. Like we're taught out here that you're winning when you can eat whatever you want, buy whatever you want, do whatever you want. There's no way I would have stumbled across like that stoic mindset of put it on me, motherfucker. I'm in. I'm in. I'm the one who came to change it all. And I don't care what you put on my plate. Like I learned to take pleasure in not being pleased. Now, if it's 245 and I don't want to get up, I say good. And you hear a lot of people talk that way, but I'm still waiting to see, actually fully see them. Like a lot of people talk, but we don't really see them doing this shit. And it's like, I document it fully every day because I give everyone what I need. I need to fucking see it. Yep. You gotta, you gotta see it. It's very true. And if you don't have that purpose and you, if you don't, if you're not able to really fixate yourself on your mind on that, that, that one thing, like, what is going to push you that extra limit? Like when you don't want to get up or you don't want to do something, you got to come back to that purpose. You got to remember it. Like I, I, you're bringing back a memory to me. Like I remember, you know, I haven't trained anyone in almost like almost nine years now, but I used to do all the training when I started my business. And I used to literally West every day. I've never missed a day. No sick flu. I've never missed a day. I don't take sick. I, I tell people, I don't even believe in illness. People are like, what? They're like, don't, what do you do when you get sick? I'm like, I don't believe in sickness. I don't participate in it. They're like, what do you mean you don't participate in illness or sickness? I'm like, I love that. I, I don't. That. It may be happening per se to like your understanding of what it is, but I won't participate in it. 
and they're just like, oh, this is fucked up, you know? <laughs> Listen, as I always say, normal doesn't work. And I love that because I'll never forget, I had the flu really bad. And the doctor's like, oh, you're going to be out for seven days and this and that. And I usually don't ever go to the doctor. But I was like, I was, I was severely sick. I was really sick. Didn't miss the workout. Didn't miss my ice baths. And I remember that night, the next morning, you know, I worked out. And I, and I, and I, I was actually did not want to jump into my ice bath. I was sick, man. I had like 103 fever. I jumped in. I swear the next day I was fine. And I think it was. Listen, that I bath. tell people the, the pump is the cure in all reality. Look at everything we were taught is the limiting mindset we have. If you're taught that when you have the flu, you have to be really sick and fucked up. You will. But when you go yep. get pumped up, yep. you raise your frequency so high, you're vibrating so high. You're no longer Josh with all these limitations. You're limitless up here. So you have to have a daily process that raises your frequency. Your frequency is what you frequently see. So when we raise your frequency through this process of getting up early, which is the, the greatest form of gratitude you can show creation, God, whatever you resonate yep. with, the greatest form of gratitude you can show is that, hey, you can send this because every thought every action, all energy is an offering above. So you're like this, Hey, I'm grateful for this day and I'm going to be the best I can today. And you don't have to get up and say it out loud. He know they, the universe knows you're releasing this. So you're just getting up yep. every single day to be the absolute best you can. That is the most grateful thing you can do. You don't sit there and wake up and say, I'm grateful for my Nana. I'm grateful that I still have uh, my dog fucking, uh, Trixie, like you don't do that. You literally, we know you're grateful for that shit. You gratitude is motherfucking action. And so that first action, that first action, go that first positive action, positive step goes into a positive thought. Then you're at the gym, positive action filled with positive self-talk. Then you're eating that positive meal with that positive self-talk. Then you're helping people in a positive way with positive self-talk. You're vibing so high at that point, you're limitless. The only limitations we know are that low frequency lifestyle where we believe nothing's possible. There's only problems. People's frequency is what they frequently see. So like you said earlier, don't listen to your parents and that shit. Don't listen to people who operate at a chronic low frequency and don't listen to people who haven't done what you're trying to do. They definitely don't know what the fuck they're talking about. People actually project their current self onto you. So like in one moment, if they're low frequency, they'll be like, Josh, it's not possible. I don't see how it's possible. Da, da, da. Cause that's them. They're seeing them on you. If you're being coached by me, I'm going to be like, well, you have to be a multimillionaire. We have to make content. We have to get you ultra jacked. We have to get you ultra disciplined. I see me on you. You have to have a coach who you want to be like so that they see themselves on you and take nothing less. Your friends expect nothing but your greatest potential. Your The people who aren't your friends let you slip and slide and think love is lies. Oh, my God, man. Dude, that is powerful, man. That is, you know, I, I know you're going to believe it. You're going to you're going to you're going to vibe with me on this. I believe. I like to compare it to Pac-Man, like, you know, like the Pac-Man eating all little dots. I believe that these are these things that happen to you in life, whether it's, you know, the, the naysayers, those haters, the negativity, the person giving you the bad news or, you know, you're 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 married for 10 years and, and a person says they're going to leave you because, you know, you're crazy and you shouldn't do this or whatever it is. I believe those are all tests. And the person upstairs is testing you oh, yeah. to see if oh, you're yeah. going to be able to make it. 
I believe it. Life is one big gratitude test. So I wait for the problem to happen, and then I prove how grateful I am right there. You, you, are, you, are I, you, are, you are who you are when the bottom falls out. You don't judge yourself yes. on your best day. Like it, that's an unbiased measurement. When you judge yourself when everything's perfect, when everything's the worst, how do you operate? That's the man you are. That's your level of growth. Good, good times create weak people. Bad times create strong people. Very, very simple. And at the end of the day, you know, it's funny. I usually, I actually say this to myself out loud. Like when I have a problem and something really bad is happening, I like almost laugh. And I'm like, you, you think this is going to stop me? Always. I was like, you think Always. this is going to stop me? I said, I'm unstoppable. And like, someone's like, what'd you just say? I was like, no, nah, I'm just talking to myself. But that's the I, truth. I, you have I to tell my story to myself all fucking day. People are telling a flawed version of their own story. Most people, if I talk to them, I can tell their story better to them than they could tell their own story. They just pick out all the negative shit, but that's what society makes you do. We're so comfortable that you have 99 things going for you and you magnify the one fucking problem. In prison, the mindset's opposite. You have 99 fucking problems and you have one thing going for you, the simple fact you're breathing, that's it. So the mindset has completely shifted the opposite. Motherfuckers will get 99 positive comments from all these people. And then one comment of shit talking will ruin their day. Yet people have a problem magnifying the negative. They need to learn to see that as a flawed mindset. True. So true, man. So true, man. It's, I keep going for hours with this, man. It's just great. I, love, I live Look, off of this shit. This shit's the fuel, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's why the podcast is called Fuel Your Drive, baby. Dude, it's, so, it, it, people who fucking resonate with this type of energy and fuel, they're unstoppable. They they need it like air. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I love, I love this shit so much. Like, I could go do anything. Like, I don't travel really. I don't, I don't do much. Like, my wife probably doesn't like that. But um, I really just stay stuck in my program and my process. I mean, we're multimillionaires. We have a lot to say. We can do whatever the fuck we want. I love this, bro. I love this. I love the calls of my clients. That's pure freedom. I lose myself there and I'm in flow state. And flow state is a direct compass, a direct sign, a direct signal of where you should be putting most of your time. Listen, I live off it too, man. It's just, uh, you're, you're spot on, spot on. So before we wrap up, Wes, the last question I like to always ask is, if you were conducting this interview, what question would you have asked? Oh man, I, I don't, they're, they're all good ones. I, I really think this is one ongoing story. And I believe that people online should find, if, if someone gives them the chills, if someone, they resonate with someone, they should ride with that person for a long period of time and digest these teachings because you're not looking at that person. That person's a vessel, Josh. That person is simply a vessel and they're someone packaging information coming from the source so you can essentially i want to bring people in to show them where to look not what to see so as soon as i can teach them how to dig deep inside themselves and find what they're looking for then they have they don't have to read they don't have to watch it they don't have to do all that they can go straight to the plug instead of go to a, a secondhand source but it takes a long time and a lot of belief a lot of work, a lot of follow through to really connect 
and get attached to that stream of consciousness that evades most people in our pleasure-seeking society. So I really believe that people should just follow for a long time and let stuff resonate. What question would I ask? I don't know, bro. I fucking, I've done so fucking much. I Even being out in four years, I've created a eight-figure business. I have a son, a wife. I mean, I manifested it to a T. The man with the highest level of self-mastery will manifest anything he can visualize. I said I'm going to have a tattoo model wife. I do. I said I'm going to live back downtown in the best spot. I'm literally in the best condo downtown. Like, there's a penthouse, 39th floor on the bay. Like, if you're talking about material manifestations, I did all that, but I didn't write it down and have a vision board. I really validated my internal attributes and my character, and that created that vision that was just loose. Like I'm gonna have a tattoo of my wife. I'm gonna live in the fucking best shit. I'm gonna fucking do this. Uh, you know, I like nice cars. I like having financial security. I created all that in four years. How fucking long are you going to wait to follow people like me and Josh who are entrepreneurs that are driven, that take risks, that believe in personal invest, believe in personal development. And just the main thing I want to tell them is like your level of personal development your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. Your level of success, success is something you attract by the person you've become. When you have the habits Josh has, the habits I have, you attract success at this level. That's how it fucking works. As soon as, soon as you, you can have more as soon as you decide to fucking be more. That dude, we're going to end it right there. That was incredible. Listen, Wes. First of all, it's a, ple- dude, it's a pleasure having you on the show. I'm very happy Todd introduced us, man. You're, you're a great guy. Todd, Todd great is energy. Like We all love Todd. That's a great dude. Todd, Todd is an awesome dude, man. Tom, Todd is, I've known Todd a long time. He's good people and a uh, very good friend of mine. So listen, before we finish, where can people find you? Where can they get your book? If they want to get coaching, if you want to contact Wes, Wes, where can they find you? Okay. Uh, at Watson underscore fit on Instagram. Uh, GP Penitentiary Life with Wes Watson on YouTube. Um, new book on Amazon, non-negotiable 10 years incarcerated, creating the unbreakable mindset with Wes Watson. And um, yeah, and then WesWatson.com for coaching. I'm just, I work directly with all my clients. I'm not the coach who passes you off onto someone else. You work with me and this is how it works. I love this shit more than anything. And the real goal here for everybody out there listening, find what ailed you so much your whole life. Be honest, step in the mirror, find where your pain is coming from. Are you overweight? Is your drinking? Is your negativity? Be honest about where your pain's coming from. Fucking heal that shit. Break the cycle for your kids and pass on what you learned by healing yourself. That's all we're supposed to do here. That's your job, that's mine. Like I like to say, our life's purpose is to create the individual we admire in all ways and give that person to the world. Thank you so much, Josh. This shit was awesome. These, I love this shit more than anything. Oh, I listen, so do I. I really enjoyed it, and, and thank you so much for coming on. And guys, remember, fuel your drive. Legend. Legend.